This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 660 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. Today's tip is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, makers of Summer Games and Summer Games Plus electrolytes and other fine nutritional supplements for your equine athletes. Greetings, horse folks. Coach Jen here, and thanks for tuning in to Horse Tip Daily. Today's tip is from Shauna Karish. Shauna may be known to many of us as the clicker training lady, but she is really the take it out of the textbook and put it in the barn lady. Shauna uses scientifically proven training and teaching methods, removes the science weenie language, and gives horse folks like us amazing tools with which to improve our horse's behavior and performance. Her reward reinforcement training system dramatically accelerates the training process for any breed or discipline by unlocking the horse's natural desire to perform. What results is an incredible bond between human and horse, a partnership based on success. Today's tip is an excerpt from the Horses in the Morning show, episode number 420, and it's a little bit different. The Horses in the Morning crew get Shauna chatting about some of the interesting applications for positive reinforcement training for horses as well as other animals. Furthermore, as an added bonus, a question that has been vexing folks for generation is addressed. Do whales sneeze? But first, let's hear from our sponsor, Kentucky Performance Products, maker of Summer Games and Summer Games Plus electrolytes. How is Summer Games different from other electrolyte products? Summer Games Plus contains the same electrolyte formulation as Summer Games Electrolyte, which was originally formulated for the horses competing at the 1996 Olympics. The formulation was based on the results of research conducted in anticipation of the Games, which were held in Atlanta, Georgia, known for its hot, humid summers. Summer Games mimics the composition of equine sweat, supplying the horse with the exact amounts and ratios of electrolytes relinquished in sweat. Summer Games Plus contains no sugar, like many popular commercial electrolyte supplements. Summer Games Plus also contains a buffering agent that helps create a soothing gastric environment. This is especially important for horses subjected to the stresses often related to top performance, such as exertion, transportation, and unfamiliar stabling atmospheres. Ask for Summer Games and Summer Games Plus electrolytes at your local tack and feed supplier, or visit kppusa.com. Now, on with today's tip. Every time we go to SeaWorld or we do anything like that, I think of you. (laughs) Well, that's good. And it's it's funny how many, I mean, I have seen target trained, clicker trained. um, Like at SeaWorld, we didn't use clickers, so we tend to call it target training. But it's the same, it's all the same thing. But kind of people become familiar with the term clicker training. So I just use that. But I have seen clicker trained. Hyenas, meerkats, hippos, rhinos, t- lions, tigers, goldfish, sharks. Um, I, I mean, I've seen gobs and gobs and gobs of animals. That, I mean, all the zoos and stuff now work with it to teach them to do husbandry stuff. So instead of having to sedate them and go in and, you well, know, do all that, they just can teach them, come up here and give me your, it's your funny hook, that your you leg. Say that. It's funny you say that because Wendy, my co-host on the driving show, is a veterinarian, and she's now taking a 10-day uh, continuing ed course on, on sea mammals for veterinarians, uh-huh. and she's doing it from the University of Florida here, and they've been taking field trips. And one of the things she was fascinated by, she said, you know, when they were talking about how, 
how you put eye drops into a dolphin. And I'm saying, yeah, that'd be kind of tough. They're underwater. And she said, well, that's what they teach them to come up, you know, to come up and get their eye drops. They teach them that through, you know, through, through on-target training, basically. Uh-huh. Uh, exactly. To do that, I, I, I never thought about the vet care for that, you know. Uh-huh. It's, it is it, it, it's so much stuff. We worked hand-in-hand with the vets there. I mean, like, in one of the killer whales had to have his teeth drilled. And it cleaned out with the drill because he had teeth issues and they would get infected if they... And so we taught him to come and open his mouth and, you know, hold still. And he did, you know. It was, it was a, you know, you just, you do a lot of things. And it and it's crazy. You'll hear from, you know, because when I was in the marine mammal community, we, we went and I did... Uh, you know, we went to conferences with other marine mammal trainers and some zoo trainers, and so you were all in touch with each other, kind of a big community. Well, a small community, really. But the, um, and we would, you would hear about, you know, people teaching. There was at the zoo in um, San Diego, and these were SeaWorld trainers that had started working at the zoo. They had this gibbon, um, or was it a drill? I think it might have been a mandrill. And he had diabetes. So naturally, and he was in a public, you know, he was in the herd, you know, socially with the rest of them. And so they were like, well, we can't, you know, give him his insulin shots every day. We're going to have to euthanize him. And this is the trainers from SeaWorld now, but they said, well, wait, why don't we teach him to get injections? And this was years and years ago. I mean, this was decades ago by now. And they said, what? And so they taught him to reach his little arm out through a tube and then hang on to a little something at the end, so he kind of had a task to do, so he'd hang on to that thing, and then they could give him his little injections. Meanwhile, he'd just be eating fruit with his other hand, you know, <laughs> didn't even care, so they could give him his injections once or twice a day or whatever it was he needed. And so, I mean, it's really changed the nature of the zoo business and, and how, how animals are handled. They're not just keepers anymore. They're kind of trainer handlers and can really work with them to get to take care of them physically. So it's really, really a, a good thing. And, you know, I, I entitled my book, You Can Train Your Horse to Do Anything. You can train anything to do anything, really. That, that's the premise. Hey, that's, now, that's great. I, it is neat. And, and I didn't think about, you know, when you said diabetes in animals, I never even thought about animals getting diabetes. Yeah. Is that, I mean, isn't that crazy? And, 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 and now we, there's a way to be able to treat them and have them live a normal life. But it's funny how many diseases, and like we get, I remember one time we had a whale who was sick, and so they get meds that we get. So we had our, you've heard of Keflex, mm-hmm. it's an antibiotic, and so yeah. we had, it's one that, you know, it's a strong one that we get, you know, if you get something a little more serious, they're going to put you on Keflex, which has another name, I'm sure, but the, uh, that's a brand name, don't tell. <laughs> but it was, we would, she would get 500 pills twice a day. Oh, my God. <laughs> So she had a little more than we do, but it was the same, you know, they respond to the same medications in some situations, you know, so it was kind of funny. So it was just, we'd just get like a a whole bottle and say, this is her morning dose. And at the time, Keflex was about $5 a pill. So that was a, um, yeah, that was a pricey little treatment anyway. That's what we do. You know, you worked at SeaWorld all that time. It, are the little backstage tour things that you, you can do, are they, are they worth doing? I, I don't think so. I, I mean, okay. they give you some more information, but heck, you can ask me for all that information. But when I was there, they were a little bit superficial feeling to me. It wasn't quite the in-depth kind of personal thing that you – you would really that you would really want is what I've seen, and the things may have changed since I've been there, but but I think it's it's a little um, on the 
you know, on the, on the side for the masses, not, you know, not as intense and personal as, as you might well, want. Well, I think partly, too, don't you think, Michael, we're horse people, so we're a little bit more in tuned with the animals, and we want to know more than most people because, you know, we know the basics uh, of animal husbandry, and we, we want to know a little bit more, so we're probably, we have probably have higher expectations for something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely, but I, I think your point is, is valid, uh, Sean, in the regard that, you know, people really want, if the opportunity presents itself, to, to learn and, and see what really goes on, like you were just sharing. And it's it's absolutely fascinating to see the, the psychological makeup of these animals, how they just kind of come around, and the, the more apt they are to process this information mentally, the less stress potentially there is for them to be under any physical kind of stress. And I think that that's, that in and of itself is, is huge. Yeah, and that is exactly it, whether it's a horse or a dolphin or, or a gibbon, you know, or a mandrel or whatever it would be. And that's really it. And that's when I start the training, even with horses, now I'm kind of going backtracking a little bit, but I, I always try to work from a place where I don't even let there be frustration whatsoever. I try to make it very, very clear. One of the things I've been hearing lately is I keep getting questions about saying, why do your horses, you know, for clicker trained horses, and this is clicker trained people go, why do yours look so happy? <laughs> and I've really had to figure out why are my horses different than some other people's? And I think it's because I really try to do what I call errorless learning or minimize the errors in the learning process to minimize that frustration so they psychologically get engaged and physically you see the results of that. So it's kind of it's kind of fun. I got to do um, back to the, the seeing all the different animals even. I got to one time I was asked to do demonstrations down at Bush Gardens and during spring break and I was in the Clydesdale Hamlet there. So we'd take our horses, it was Elizabeth Bush Burke who owns SeaWorld then, you know, part of the Bush family, she invited us to come into Bush Gardens, and we would trailer the horses in every day. We were on the schedule. They brought in sound systems, and we did little demonstrations in Bush Gardens, and that was really great. It was fun, and there was a monorail overhead, and I was like, oh, dear, when does that come through? And by the, the <laughs> grace of God, it was down for that week. You're <laughs> like, like, thank you, Lord, for that one, But because I thought, okay, as soon as that comes over, we're going to have to, we can deal with it. That's going to be fine, but I need to know, you know, I want to be prepared for that first time so I can set it up as a training session, but but, but for thank goodness it just didn't come. But they took us backstage and got to see, we got to go on rides with the keepers out in the field and, and watch all the animals and what they're doing with them and, and, you know, how they're applying the positive reinforcement. And it was just, it was really crazy. But you got to, again, see the backside of their their side of things. That's the kind of tour you want. <laughs> hey, Shona, uh, uh, Jennifer has a question that came up in the chat room. Okay, okay over here. Over here in our chat room, our listener, Glenn Forrester, um, when we were talking about dentistry, uh -huh. sneeze came up. How does a whale sneeze? <laughs> or does a whale sneeze? You know, I don't really, I mean, you'll hear, because, okay, let's think about that. And I love Glenn. I know, Glenn, we're, we're close on our, you know, our social network, so I, we always kind of interact there, so... But anyway, the one of the they're, they're olfactory. Think about their sinuses aren't at the front of their nose. So when people say, "Oh, he touched it with his nose," it's not really his nose. It's called a rostrum because their sinus cavities are up now on top of the head. So they have. Um, and if you look, like for a, a dolphin or a whale, that's a toothed whale. The baleen whales have a separation in between. But if you looked down in their blowhole, it's not actually one. It's actually if you look down there, you would see like a septum. 
you know, so it's divided into two parts. And you will, you don't necessarily hear them, I mean, it doesn't sound like a sneeze like we do, but it does, but they do sometimes clear it, like maybe a little cough up there in that. So if that's a sneeze or not, I don't really know, and I think that's a really good question. <laughs> but they do kind of clear it a little bit, You'll, and, you know, stuff will come out sometimes. So we oh, have that a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> you want to make sure you're not looking directly in it. The, at the yeah. <laughs> and they, even when they, <laughs> yeah, you just stand clear. But even there will be like residual water up there. So when they exhale, that will spray a little bit. But other stuff can come out too. So. <laughs> well, there you go. A very interesting conversation to say the least. To listen to all of Shauna's tips, just go to horsetipdaily.com and go to the experts drop down menu on the left. You can also ask Shauna questions on her website at askshauna.com. Don't forget to support our sponsors here on Horse Tip Daily because they make these podcasts possible. Today's sponsor has been Kentucky Performance Products Summer Games Electrolytes. Ask for Summer Games by name at your local tack and feed supplier, or you can visit Kentucky Performance Products online at kppusa.com. You can also join Kentucky Performance Products' Facebook page. Just search for Kentucky Performance Products. Please stop by the Horse Tip Daily Facebook page and let us know what you think of the tips you hear on the show. It's also a great place to tell us about topics you'd like to hear us cover on the show. You can subscribe to all the great shows on the Horse Radio Network through iTunes or Zune and get your horse podcasts automatically downloaded to your iPod, Zune, or MP3 player. You can also listen to the shows right on Facebook. The player's right there every day. I'll be back again tomorrow with another new expert and a different horse tip. Until then, go ride your horse. The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. Congratulations, you listened all the way to the end. You get the top secret quickie tip. Having trouble getting those pull-on bell boots onto your horse's feet? Squeeze a thin bead of liquid detergent, such as ivory, around the top. Turn inside out and slide them on. Soap is much better than petroleum jelly because it will not degrade the natural rubber that most bell boots are made of. 